0: Podcast When we originally wanted to do this podcast, I would have suggested we started with this topic. And that topic is I don't want to do holiday cars this year. Yes. It's a little late now, but. <laughs> but we didn't do them. printed out holiday 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 cards cards. the ones where you go you print them out and then you put them in envelope and you write down everybody you knows address you go find first of all you go find everyone you knows address in the big you know book of lists Mm -hmm. and then print out everyone's address and then put them in the mail by a bunch of stamps So we did digital only this year. Yes, we did digital How do you feel about that now that we've pulled it off? Because, all right, hold on. Let me preface this by saying we were going to watch, we watched this movie the first time. It, it's, it's been a long, a long um, hiatus since we've done this podcast. We did intend to do this podcast in the middle of December. We watched the movie one time, but then just life happened and we haven't done it since. So that was going to be probably the topic we opened with. Like, I don't think we should do holiday cards this year. Now that we've officially not done them, we did well. We did a digital one. We put it on Facebook and Instagram, and we sent it to you know, email to all our friends and it's stuff. Yeah, so we pulled it off digitally. How do you feel about it now, in the wake of all that? We're now mid January. I feel
1: lame, honestly. Like, <laughs> like, come on, you know what I mean? Why can we pull off a simple holiday card, and we can even put—usually we put our cat in the picture, and we do like a, we do like a photo shoot with like our cat and then we do
0: professional photoshoot too and kind of mix the pictures together that's what you regret most is that the cat was not yeah, in the photo we trying to get the cat in the picture. like i was like hey let's just do it real quick before we
1: go but it was a crazy holiday season like everyone else you know we were like moving between our family's houses we were home for a couple days and then we were back out again it was just kind of chaotic and work was chaotic. leading up to it our son was in the nutcracker um he was in a musical and it was just it was a lot
0: Yes, our daughter was in her first dance recital. Mm-hmm. I feel good about it, you know, like i I'm kind of like i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of glad we didn't do it. No, it just seems like a rat race, you know, and then you yeah, it seems like everyone's getting them out later and later every year, like oh, the okay. only thing. yeah, we're just blazing the trail like all right, we're out of this right. tap That's out, it. we're just gonna do digital. I mean, what are we gonna do next year? we're gonna do digital again, probably. <laughs> it's nice to have the card and look at them. Well, it's nice that your parents have the American dream and a piano and cards to put on top of it, but It's expensive though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I want to go through the whole all the trouble just for the sake of your parents' piano. Or I mean we can print out one for them and like hand deliver it. I mean yeah we have a couple local print shops. It's not that bad it's the expense isn't why I didn't want to do it me personally. The reason I didn't want to do it is the actual keeping track of all of my family's addresses because I have a pretty large family on one side, and they move, and I don't know where they move to. Nobody tells me I live like you know three and a half hours away from the the you know the epicenter of the rest of my family. And nobody tells me anything. And then here I come, Christmas time, I have to do this big wave of like, where's everybody's new addresses? And then I have to write them down. And then I have to make sure that the old addresses get destroyed in a fire or else I will accidentally send them to the wrong address. And then just random people are getting our family pictures and opening up and looking at them and going like, oh, that's a, that's a dumb cat. Why'd they put that cat in the picture? So I guess we need to upgrade our system. I've got a lot of them in my Google um contacts. Hmm. But it's just a pain to have to update those all the time yeah, it is a pain. when people well, move.
1: I want to hear what the, the listeners think. Weigh in on our on our social media accounts. Um I'm walking outside in slippers on Facebook, walking outside um Josh's
0: what JD Scroggen. I'm at JD Scroggin on Twitter. So find me on Twitter at JD @JDScroggin and let me know. Should we Go back to doing printed out holiday cards, or is that, or is that overrated? And let's just stick to digital. Right. I think yeah, I mean, we still got a lot of printed cards this year. Yeah. I don't, but, people, I don't know if anyone else did digital cards like only. No, we're the only ones in our circle of people who did it. Very we're we're blazing the trail. Yes. Blazing the lazy trail. We're blazing the trail. Blazing the trail. So for the winter, this winter edition of I Had a Date, we watched The Winter Soldier, the next in the line. Yeah, I mean, p- perfect timing, right? Uh, we are at that point in our uh, MCU rewatch, where we've reached um, phase two. I mean, we've already kind of been in phase two for the last two movies, but I think this is the one that really kicks up the Marvel movies a notch to a new, whole new level, and it get kind of got proven because you stayed awake the whole time, at least the second time that we watched it. I was dreaming coffee the whole time and closed my eyes maybe once or twice. Yes, but you even admitted you were like, I didn't even want to fall asleep because it was good. Yeah. I liked it. And so we'll talk about that. We watched the Winter Soldier. It came out in March of 2014. Um, Sam will do her famous no notes recap. And, uh, and we'll talk about come, our thoughts and how we feel about that. But first, we'll go back in time to 2014 and talk about what was happening at that time. Just for a quick roundup, we had moved into our new house. We just bought our first house. Uh, we were renters before then. Uh, we've been together, at this point, living together for, uh, what, 2014? That was, what, seven years? Yeah. Well, we've been together a long time. So we'd been living together like six or seven ish years, and then we finally bought a house and yeah, moved into good. it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did we talk about this in the last podcast into the house already? Maybe, but it's been so long that <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> well everyone's forgotten. Just... You want to hear about our house again? No. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I think we talked about what we talked about was buying a house, maybe, and that whole process. I'm just, I'm just rounding up what was happening in this year. So we had bought a new house. We moved into it um, a month before this movie came out or something like that. Um, what else was going on? Oh, we in this same like kind of six month or first half of 2014 time period. Um, we also took our son to Disneyland. I don't know if it was his first trip or his second trip. But... Um, Interestingly enough, we took a picture with Captain America, oh, I remember that picture. which will live on forever. So the movie came out in March of 2014, mm-hmm. and what do you remember from that time? I'll start there. Not much. <laughs> um, it was, like, before I got pregnant with Josie. hmm So we had a son. Yeah. Our son was now three years old. He was in preschool, right? Mm-hmm. But- Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, pooping his pants, you know, still probably what was he, three?
1: Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three and a half. Now to continue the tradition our 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 three year old daughter's pooping her pants still. So, you know, it's kind of a parenting podcast, so share some the details. Um Yeah, that's all that's what I remember. Not, there wasn't a lot of excitement going on at that time, I feel like.
0: Just kinda of life, you know. I think the big excitement was moving into the house. And I do have a house anecdote that I know I haven't told. Because, and this kind of goes along with this movie even too, because we hadn't been in our house for very long. We moved from a 1200 square foot house into like a 1500, 1600 square foot house that went, that had three bedrooms and the new house had a living room and a family room. And we were coming from a house that only had one living room. So we brought our hand-me-down furniture. We threw that into the family room and then we had a living room that was empty it had nothing in it. That's right. And so, what did we do? We bought new furniture. There you go. What did you think yes. about that? <laughs> Wasn't that the exciting thing of the year? Yeah, we're actually sitting right now on those couches that we bought. We still have them. We still have them. Mm-hmm. A dresser. It was just like the thebomb.com, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great feeling to buy our own stuff, because all of our other furniture was hand-me-down, piecemeal, didn't match, didn't go together. It was just kind of like the, the typical, you know, young adult living set. Emo, yeah, stuff you've gotten from garage sales or hand-me-downs and...
1: Yeah. You know, like it never even crossed my mind like, hey, oh, you, you you could pick out like a bed.
0: Mhm. I, I think we still had your heavy down bed from when you were like a kid. Yes. Was a bed, but um maybe the mattress too. My god, I think it was the old mattress. But like it just never occurred to me that you could get your own damn furniture. We had a new mattress by then cuz yeah. we got a we got a new mattress, but we did have the same old bed frame from when I was a teenager. And um and we went to the to the to the uh uh furniture store. And we, so the house we moved into was kind of had wood, uh, facade on the outside of it. And you thought it was kind of Western-y. Yeah, so we got, barn. we bought this furniture. It was not barn at all. It was like Wild West, uh, brothel. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that brothel life. <laughs> so that's what we have now. We have this furniture that's kind of like, um, faux leather, wood, dark wood, dark, totally um, Yeah, dark um, uh, cushions with, like, these frilly kind of couch cushions. (laughs) They're not paisley, but they're striped and... Yeah. Very, like, rock star dressing room slash western, I would say. Yeah, Old West brothel. Like, if you went into a whorehouse in the Old West, like, this is what it would look like. Why did we choose that? Why did you... no kind of yes our new yeah. the new house we're in have, like, white couches, like, yes leather totally clay, but, I mean, or I we have could we could probably get away with like fixer-upper style in the in the new house because that's very it's kind of like what do you, mean, you know just like distressed but like fake distressed like it like whitewashed but but you know shabby chic or whatever <laughs> We could get away with that in this house, but we don't have that. We have Old West Brothel. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> in that a. that we're about to go by yeah. All furniture in that Yeah. I'm fine, but it looks fine, you know? It's okay. I'm still happy. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then, so to, to piggyback off of that, I went to see this movie, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, in the theater. At this point, we were not going together to these movies. I, I was going by myself on my yeah, leisure time. And plus, you just weren't that interested. So I was like, oh, I just go on my own. And at this point, I was like not ashamed to go to the movies by myself because I had went to Thor, the dark world by myself. Yeah, I went to Thor, the dark world by myself. And, I, and it was like I had the theater to my, myself because I went on like a Monday or Tuesday and like, you know, the movie theater does like a, two, you know, $2 Tuesday popcorn deal or whatever. So I felt like king of the world. I'm going in there with my $2 popcorn and there's, and there's nobody else in the theater. I'm by myself. Uh, but I watched this movie, and this was the first time that I remember watching a movie in 3D in the theater. Yeah, yeah, because the 3D was kind of making a comeback. Avatar had come out and was like the number one movie of all time. I went to see Avatar, but I didn't see it in 3D. Uh, oh gosh, Avatar! I'd have to I'd have to check. Okay, you look it up. I'll keep talking avatar was probably before this movie but i hadn't jumped on the 3d bandwagon yet it's kind of like i was kind of resistant to it and not because i thought i would get a headache or anything it was just like i don't want to pay two extra dollars to watch a 3d movie it was 2009. yeah so th- it was years it was years but but i just d- wouldn't pay the surcharge it was that it took me that long before i was like i'm not gonna you know fine I'll pay the two dollars so this one for whatever reason I paid the two dollars and I was I remember going to theater and thinking like oh I guess we'll see how this is I think I just went to the theater and that's the time that it was playing so I did it it was kind of dubious a little bit and then I put the glasses on I watched and from the opening scene I was just like mesmerized I remember being mesmerized like oh my god this is awesome like how have I never done this before (laughs) why did it take me so long (laughs) well here's the story here's the story so so like i said we were moving from a house with basically two one living space to two we had one tv so we outfitted it with furniture but we didn't have a tv in that room Oh yes. Yeah. yes so i spent weeks and weeks shopping for a new tv and i didn't tell you Yes, so I'm I'm online and there's like a deals website that you can follow that like gives you the, the best deals on any range of TVs. And so I was just watching the deal sites, watching the deal sites, waiting for a 3D TV to come out that I really liked. That was affordable. That was a good deal. And I finally saw one and I'm like, oh man, this is the one. Like this is the TV. So I bought it and had it shipped in. It was not at the local store. It was shipped in from out of state even. Um, and so it got delivered one day and I was, you know, either I was working, I must have been working late is what the story was. So they brought the TV in and we ordered the furniture, if you remember, but the furniture hadn't arrived yet. They were building the furniture. The furniture had to be built from the ground up and they were taking forever to do that and send it to us. So we had this living room that was not being used, no TV, no furniture in it, but the TV arrived and I was like, oh man, I don't have a TV stand for this. We don't have furniture in the living room. What am I going to do? So (laughs) I put it in the bedroom, I remember, like on on my dresser and it was a 55, it's a 55 inch TV It's the biggest, it's the biggest TV we've ever had. It's not that big in the grand scheme of things now because people are buying 65 and 70 inch TVs. But for us back then, it was like humongous. So I didn't have anywhere to put it. So I put it in on top of my clothing dresser in the bedroom, and it was blocking a window, almost fully blacking it out, the only window in our bedroom. But it was like, well, this is the only place I can put it. So I put it in there, uh, plugged it in, turned it on, made sure everything worked, and then I went to work because I had to work that afternoon. Mm. And, then, I and can- then, yes, and now I'll pass the...
1: <laughs> the whole wall of the bedroom, and I was so confused. Did you like mother at like? What have you done? What is this? Also, let me just like sub note here that Josh at the time, if I ever bought anything, he was like, "What did you buy? I see here that you bought something." You know, like, I bought, like
0: McDonald's for dinner. Or Josh would be like, "What? Is, what did you buy? What did you buy?" You know what I mean? I like, still do that you now. Babies. You. When you buy stuff from like local vendors through Square, it for some reason it emails me the receipt every time. Yeah. So I'm like, what is this forty nine ninety five yeah. at but Stewie's I do Stewie's salty pickles? Right. You know, I do that. But anyway. Like, but you somehow thought it was acceptable to buy some giant ass TV
1: without telling me, and we still have the giant ass TV. I'm, I'm wondering now. It still
0: seems good. It's okay. Well, so it, so it's it's 1080p, which now all the new TVs you buy are 4K, but it is 3D, and they don't make 3D TVs anymore, so it just, like, you know, I guess it took me so long to jump on the bandwagon, I guess the fad was over. Now, I mean, it wasn't then, but now it is. So, mm not on their home TVs. They don't even make 3D anymore. What? I know. It's pretty sad. It is lame. I, I like them. I mean, we... That's not stealing. You pay the surcharge. That's what you're you paying for. Yes, you're supposed to keep them. The people who don't keep them, it's because they don't have any use for them. But we have a 3D TV, so I always pocket those glasses and bring them home because they work. The same ones that work in the theater, same thing that works on the TV. Um, so our TV, it's 1080p. I mean, it's good. It's okay. It's it's not the top of the line. What we really, um, I guess, miss out on is... So Bandersnatch came out. Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah. And... And it's a choose-your-own-adventure-don't-sue-me-choose-your-own-adventure-company. But that's what it is, movie. And the way you choose is by selecting with your remote control or with a a controller the choices you make throughout the movie. But our our TV is too old. It does not run the Netflix app well enough to actually do Bandersnatch. So we had to play it on my PlayStation 3 with the remote control, which that worked, but... Yeah, so our TVs, it's getting up there in, in years, I guess, in TV land, just because the technology like moves so quickly, mm-hmm. but it's still good. I like it, and the kids love watching 3D every once in a while. I watched Moana 3D with Josie. She got that for Christmas, and we just watched it last weekend together, me and her. Uh, Dante likes watching 3D. You know what looked good in 3D? Mowgli. Remember? We watched that on Netflix. That was really awesome. Yeah, the 3D looked good on that, so. mm-hmm. The Andy Circus jungle book movie. Yes, yeah, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It didn't get that good reviews, but I was like, you people know what you're talking about. I enjoyed it. The f- the effects were really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was visually very stunning. Mm-hmm. And I like the story too. I thought it was really good. Agreed. What do you think of Bandersnatch? Yeah. It's been a busy holiday season. Yeah. So we're we'll, we'll going back to the TV real quick. So you so you walked into the room, you just saw it was big, and then what was your what did and you like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know? I remember that text. Yeah, I was like, What is this? And I was all annoyed because I mean I was, I was happy you
1: got a big TV, but I was also annoyed because like you didn't tell me at all and you were so picky about me buying things. Like you I was not allowed to I mean, not not that I was so kept white, you don't feel bad but like Josh can I like
0: case if i buy anything. Okay, because here's what was happening. Every day you would come home with a new piece of decor that i didn't that i didn't help choose. So you're making you're making our house into old west whorehouse piece by piece. Every day you're bringing a new thing in. and they was it was obnoxious things. Like you brought home with yes, you brought you, you brought a lasso that spelled out welcome. You brought home a a wooden, like, carving of a deer in a frame? It was a deer head. It was very right <laughs> like, right cutting edge. Cutting edge. You know, like, do the dual deer head or, like, modern deer head? Yeah, it was like a picture. It was like a, like
1: an outline of a deer head in a frame. <laughs> and I still have a similar one. I got a cheaper craft.
0: So you just. You just kept coming home with all of this stuff yeah. every day. You were going by Marshalls and Ross and and uh, TJ Maxx and bringing home this random old west looking stuff. Yeah. And and then to like to ma- add insult to injury, you would force me to put it up. Like you wouldn't put up any of this stuff. You're like, put it, put this up for me. Put this up for me. So that's why I was mad. It, was, it wasn't because you were spending too much on things. Well, I probably thought you were spending too much. But just because you kept getting more and more. But you weren't giving me any... I wasn't allowed to pick anything. You were just picking all this stuff. Because it was... Because it was cheesy. The best part was gold. Deer. hangers. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, now we live in a, a modern, modern house. It's, it would go like we went from that the house built in the '70s that was very rustic to like the property bros' there. modern everything. Yes. So, what do you think of the decor in our house now? Uh, it's fine. I mean, you don't keep bringing stuff home to decorate it, you so that's fine. I That's fine. I'm good with it. We still have some of the stuff, like you said. Like um, above you, there's a big painting, like a giant, like twelve foot by twelve foot. No, it's probably not that big. It's like a, it's like a four foot by four foot yeah, canvas painting of a, of a. a, it's a modern flower vase. Okay, moderny flower vase. I'll let you get away with that. And then there's like a big gold. Like, gaudy uh, uh, clock up there in the corner. It's not gaudy. It's a very, like, shabby. Like, kind of... Yeah, I don't... I don't... Yeah. So, we still have a lot of the stuff. I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with our decor. It's fine. I'm not really that picky about it, but that's why at that point, though, because you kept coming home with more stuff that I was like, oh, God. So, you were, I remember that text message like, like, did you buy a TV? Yeah, I was already right, called. I
1: don't want the or text
0: you. texted. Sounds about right. I was at de- at my desk at work and I got it and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> though, right? Yep. Yes, I was. Um... For how much longer? Like, you... Oh, you... well, not long because you left when I was pregnant with Julesy. Yes. But that's, that's another another, another tale for another time let's see where are we here yeah we're probably well enough into this podcast we can start talking about the movie yeah yes but i will make mention that also later in the year we went to disneyland it was probably dante's second trip to disneyland captain america was there at disneyland and we took a picture with him it was me it was dante and captain america no, he was ex- he was excited. If you look at the picture, it's like... I remember the picture. I didn't you know he was scared beforehand. He looks the happiest he's ever been. Look at this. Aw. Oh, like, yeah, he was super excited because we walk in. They put you in this line, and you're in the queue, and you never see the character. You're just sitting yeah. there in line, and it takes forever. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to the front of the line, and you walk around the corner, and all of a sudden, you see for the first time... Captain America, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, and Captain America looks like, I don't know, a little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like 20 yeah. years old. I was wearing an Iron Man shirt, and he like shook my hand and said, Mr. Stark. Oh, he did? Yeah, and cool. I was like, oh, you're yes. It <laughs> was. You have to be a clever improv artist sure. to do this thing. I like your job, like, would you want to be? Like, if someone said right now, hey, you can quit your job and go be a character design, you'd be down <laughs> No, it sounds awful. You just have basically the same conversation over and over and over again all day long. Maybe, like, it up and be, like, I would be Gaston. You know Gaston? I could do Gaston pretty good. Like, on all the chicks, but be like, mm-hmm. I say we kill the beast! Yes, I could be Gaston. I would do Gaston. Okay, if you told me I could be Gaston and quit my job and still make the same pay, I'd probably do it. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. you have to maintain character no matter what, cannot break. You have to be like maintain your weight, especially especially women mm-hmm. to be princesses, you know. The men have to be pretty thin too. Pretty thin and buff. Yeah. Although the last time we went to Disneyland, we went to go see one of the little shows, uh-huh. and remember there was like two guys there, two older guys, and they definitely were not like fit, but they were like singing, yeah, they, they were fit. singing in the show, and you're like, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that woman who was in the show couldn't sing like that guy. There yeah, was an old, there, yeah, there was an older guy who was singing, and yeah, you could tell that's why he was there. Yeah. So on to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. As I said before, this is the movie that really upped the ante for uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe because if you ask. Many, many people will tell you that this is their favorite movie. Even to this day, um, people will say, that's the best one. That's the highest ranked in my list. Not mine personally, but people will say, that's my number one. Captain America: oh, Winter Soldier. Um, I think you experienced a, l- a little bit. You know, when you say things like, oh, I enjoyed this movie. I didn't even want to fall asleep. Like, I, I watched it all the way through. I was excited. I liked it. Um, you know, it's it has crossover appeal has mass appeal. It's like, it's not just about superheroes. This was one of the movies where they really tried to do, um, a, 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 not just a superhero movie. They tried to make it like a political thriller with like, you know, intrigue that didn't, you know, revolve around necessarily superheroics, but like, you know, the, the, the side story or, or the backstory or whatever. I'm, I'm not thinking of the right cinematic term, but the, um, the story of betrayal and who is good and who is bad. And it's a mystery and you don't know. You don't, you don't know who is good and who's bad. Do you trust Nick Fury? I don't know. Do you trust Robert Redford's character? I don't know. It's up in the air. So there's like more to it than just, Oh, is Captain America doing superhero stuff. It's, it's like interesting. And then also I think another thing that you picked up on was, the actual winter soldier storyline with Bucky, because in watching the first movie, you really gravitated towards Sebastian Stan's character of James Buchanan Barnes, Bucky. And so the fact that he's coming back in this movie and has a major storyline. Yes, it has a major storyline. You were like for that. You were all for it. So yeah, I think, I think, and also this is the first movie that the Russo brothers directed. And this was a huge breakout for them because so the directors of this movie is a pair of brothers, um, Joe and Anthony Russo. And before doing this movie, they were primarily known for sitcoms. They had directed most famously on Arrested Development and uh, Community, two like droll, very droll sitcoms. Not action, you know. Not political thrillers. Not effects you know not effects movies uh so i don't know how they got the job it's an interesting you know i'd love to know the behind the 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 scenes details on that but but since then they have gone on to direct civil war infinity war and the forthcoming avengers endgame which comes out later this year so they've basically become like the go-to directors for all the big movies for marvel yeah. This this you know this kicked it all off and they've only just taken the baton and run with it like crazy. So, um so yeah, all of that adds up to a pretty spectacular watch. It was just as cool for me on the rewatch. Um and yeah, and we'll go, you know, point by point through what we felt, what happened, but before we do that, it's time it's time for Sam's synopsis.
1: And then, uh, um, what's her face? What's her name? I'm not allowed to have any help. Um, uh, hot chicks. Scarlett Johansson, whatever her character's name is, I can't remember. She pulls up in the car and she's like, get in, you know, and then she takes Captain America somewhere. Then they go, like, fight people on the boat and, like, take all the hostages downtown on a boat. Uh with, like, the SEAL team or whatever, Captain America's homies, that turn out to later be bad guys, but spoilers. Um, so they do that, and then, like, Scarlett Johansson takes the memory card and runs off with it, and then at some point they run into Nick Fury, and he's... I don't remember if there was some other stuff happened, but he's... Nick Fury's in Captain America's apartment, and he's, like, hiding, but you knew he was hiding because, freaking, they were playing the old-timey music, uh in there and you, you knew there was some shit about to go down in Captain America's apartment and like Nick Fury was hiding there and he was texting him like hey don't say anything there's ears everywhere and then some dude like shot in the window and killed you think they killed Nick Fury and I was like shit you know and they, they go to the hospital and like he dies and like I told Josh like did he really die and Josh was like yeah, he wouldn't tell me but like I was like shit he really died and then, like, Captain America doesn't know who to trust. And he's walking around the hospital, you know, like, oh, I'm not trusting you. I'm not trusting you. And, like, he goes and sees uh, Robert Redford. And I was like, don't trust that mother effort. Like, don't trust Robert Redford. I knew that right away. And he was like, hey, you know, and, and Captain America's like, you know, what's up, Robert Redford? Like, I'm not going to tell you everything, but I'll tell you something. You know? And then uh, some other said, I don't know what else happened. Uh off uh, and then friggin Hottie McBucky like I'm not supposed to know it's Bucky but like like with his flowing locks Josh told me this thing about Bucky with the good hair which like, <laughs> um, referencing Beyonce Bucky like appears all badass and like angry face like with a mask and I was like here for the angry flowing hair Bucky um, I just knew it was Bucky because I'd seen the movie before but anyway shit, boops over some cars, and then Nick Fury, no, Nick Fury was already dead, I'm sorry, I I forgot about Nick Fury, like, in the armored car, there was some sequence, anyway, I skipped over that. So then, what happened with Cap, oh, Cap, like, I'm also backtracking, but Cap's, like, girlfriend from the 40s is, like, now 95, and he goes and visits her in the hospital, and, uh, I was like, come on, homie, like, if you're really that in love with her, you should bang her, even though she's 95, but he doesn't, he just, like, Know, you're like, yeah, right. Like, this is the love of your life. Like, take one for the team. And, uh.
0: Take you know, one for the team.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, it's like the love of your life. You're 95 in your head. But, like, it shows, yeah, he's all, he's all hot and, like, buff. He doesn't want to bang the 95 year old. Even though that's the love of his life.
0: Oh, God, help me. What else happened? Mm-hmm. What was the climax?
1: He's alive, you know, and like, there he was, he was tricking him the whole time with some drug that made his, seem like he was dead, like made his pulse slow down and everything. So Nick Fury was alive, that was a big twist, and then like, he fights Bucky, and he finds out it's Bucky, and it's like, shit, and Bucky kind of remembers him a little bit, so like he doesn't kill him, and that's pretty much it. I don't know, I mean, what else happened?
0: The end. The end I, you know what, I think you remembered a lot more of this one there's, like, I, I, I kind of... yeah, there's lots of scenes that you remembered, and you remember it like not I'm just but even though it was out of order, like you still remembered the scenes and you remembered what was important about them too, you ask you some also. yes, that was a different strategy too so from so at the, I started this movie and I said, okay, from this point on, so the first you know part of. Of watching these movies. I wanted you to just kind of get into them on your own. Now we're getting to the point where the movies are recalling details from previous movies. So if I don't want you to be completely lost, I have to be available to answer questions so that way you understand what's happening in case it's calling back to something that happened before and you don't remember because you fell asleep or you just didn't care that much to really pay attention. So I decided from now on, starting with this movie, that I was going to just give you the background that you needed to enjoy it. Yeah. So and I don't know, did that help you enjoy it more or did the fact that it was just a good movie help you enjoy yeah, it more? Both, you know. It was good. Oh, I forgot to mention uh is her name Agent Colson? The um, <laughs> is it Colson? No, uh, from, from no. How about Your Mother? I'm confused now. No, that's Maria Hill. Oh, Maria Hill, she was there to help and save the day. Yes. I don't know why that would matter, but anyway. it doesn't. Yeah, but you're like remembering this stuff, and it matters to you. I think that is an important thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, part of it is, too, this is a good movie. So. Yeah, I feel like, the, I feel like this the plot was more there. Like, it wasn't all just needless action sequence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was the action sequence, but it wasn't that long or ridiculous. Yeah. Well. This is very well done. And so the screenwriters of this movie also wrote the first Captain America movie. And they also wrote Civil War, Infinity War, and the the next Avengers movie that's going to come out. So, I mean, well, they just, you know, all of the people involved just rose to the occasion on this one. The producers, the directors, the writers, it's just, it's pretty amazing to see teams of people coming together to like elevate, you know, uh, a series of movies. Um, it just keeps getting better. And, and this one really catapulted, I think, I think the next round of movies, which are all pretty good. Also, Chris Evans is likable. Yeah, Chris Evans does a great job as Captain America. Well, he seems to fit the, the bill, you know? Mm-hmm. He's nailed it. You buy, like, down downward cooking kind of, you know, World War Two boy next door thing. Yeah, and, it, and that's the key to everything, I think. I think... Chris Evans' Captain America character, the story, the backstory that was written for him, the way that it is shot and edited, and the way that it is acted, is the the through line, the emotional through line for the entire, excuse me, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now I have the hiccups. Um, he's the reason why it all works, in my opinion, and I'll probably write like a thing about that for my that my opinion on that for Super Bros at some point for superbromovies.com. Um, I'm doing a little bit more writing for them now. I actually got uh, a couple of bylines a couple weeks ago because you guys went out of town. I was able to crank some stuff out. Um, so check those guys out, Uh And all right, let's get to the, the the let's do the replay, the recap more like point for point. So the the cool thing about the on your left bit, you know, like when they're yeah. they're running when you, they're running in the very opening of the movie. Captain America's running around, and he's running past Sam Wilson. Every time he passes him, he passes him on the left, and he goes on your left, so that way he knows that he's passing by. A couple years ago, I did Relay for Life in Lompoc, and the theme of Relay for Life was superheroes, and so I have a Captain America like sweatshirt. And this, and you know, is Relay for Life, so it's twenty four hours. So when I was doing it, it was real early in the morning, and it was cold. So I'm wearing a sweatshirt and running, and I'm running around the track at the high school. And there's another guy there. And I have my. I actually went not intending to wear a sweatshirt, but it was so windy and cold. I had to go get one. And the only thing I had in my car happened to be my Captain America sweatshirt with a hood that's a mask. Yeah, that. And so I had to put it on or I was going to freeze to death. Yeah. So I put it on and I started running around the track. Luckily, it was superhero themed, so it didn't stick out too bad. There was another guy there who was dressed up in an Iron Man costume. Uh-huh. And this is right around the time Civil War came out. So we're running around the track, and he was kind of like, you know, he wasn't going that fast because he had a full-on Ironman suit on. And then I had my sweatshirt on, so I kept passing him. And every time I passed him, I would make sure to go on the inside and say, on your left. (laughs) Yes! So every time I passed him, I said, on your left. I think he did. I don't know. I did it like three or four times where I passed him. And then the last time I passed him, I said... Uh I can do this all day. Was that a quote from <laughs> Yes, it was a quote from it's a quote from the first Captain America movie, but then it also comes up in Civil War when Iron Man and Captain yeah, America are fighting. I don't know. I kept pa- I passed him I don't know I passed him so fast, I guess I, I don't know if he ever said anything. Or if he got the joke. I mean, how could you be wearing a full on Iron Man costume and not get those Because uh, 'Cause you're just like a normal person wearing Iron Man. But what kind of normal person wears an Iron Man costume? I know that I like on your left hand, you know. <laughs> okay, well I hope he got it. Anyways, it was fun. It was fun to do that. And I was, you know, to, to to piggyback off of the comment you made earlier about would I go to Disneyland and be Captain America? Um, like there were several people who stopped me to take pictures with them and I stayed in character for the pictures and mm-hmm. and apparently it caused like such a um you know stir at Lompoc Relay for Life. That somebody who was trying to throw a party for disabled kids at the military base heard about me running around the track at Relay for Life. Tracked me down at work. Like actually figured out who I was, where I worked. Tracked me down and called me and asked me if I wanted to come and perform at the party. <laughs> you should have done it. No. Well, I told the guy. I was like... I was like, I don't know how disabled these kids are, but all I have is a sweatshirt with a mask. I don't think it's gonna fly. I don't think they're gonna believe it. (laughs) But he was like, really telling. He was like begging. He's like, come on, come on, come on, do it. And I was like, hey, man, like there's actual professional companies out here that have real superhero costumes. I know, but they could probably do it for free if you tell them, like, it's charity. Like, it's charity. Come out and do our, yeah. you know, kids' party for like an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we we got, you know, our kid's birthday this year, we got uh, one of those performers to come out and dress up like Captain America. He was late. But he was late, but. But he did jog down the street. Like, Captain America. Like, he showed up jogging down the street. Yes, and he did, like, one armed push ups with, like, five kids sitting on his back. He was. <laughs> <laughs> He was doing clap push-ups. He was doing clap push-ups with, like, three yeah. kids on his back standing on him. Yeah. So they could have found somebody way better than who was outfitted with a outfit that was way better than my sweatshirt hood mask. Yes. Well, I mean, it just goes to sh- I felt good about it because I was like, oh, it feels good that, you know, I, I did good, you know, at- and I was, yeah, I was memorable at the Relay for Life. Which was great. So, okay, oh, okay. yes. So, uh, yes. So, I wrote down here, oh, Batrock, mm-hmm. Zille okay. So, so, remember Batrock? He was like, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the terrorists on the boat. Terrorism. He was the guy who was leading the terrorists. He's a character straight out of the comics. Oh, I was like, oh, look, like Maul. Yes. That is G. G- Maul. That is GSP. He's an actual MMA fighter, and at the time that the movie came out, he was one of the guys who was in the running for, like, uh, baddest man on the planet, like, pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. So for him to get that role, yeah, for him to get that role was pretty awesome, even though he's, he has kind of a not-tough-sounding voice. Um, <laughs> he has not a tough-sounding voice, but, I mean, he's a tough fighter, so it was cool to see him in there. And he was playing Batrock who is so his name is Batrock the Leaper in the comics. And he's basically like a French guy with like a snidey whiplash mustache and he just yeah. like speaks French. No, he did <laughs> They actually adapted it in a cooler way than the character's pretty lame and, and dumb in the in the, the books. But they brought it to life in like a really sensible way and it's a little, you know, pull from the comics that was kind of cool. And to bring George Saint Pierre into it who was like the superstar of, of UFC at the time, also adds some extra cool stuff. Um, here's something I just noticed for the first time too about that whole scene with the pirates. And the, it, it, I guess every time you watch the movie, you notice something different. This was the thing that I noticed that was different. So they're they're in the, the the good guys, Captain America and friends, the SEAL team, like you said, are about to jump out of the plane and they're like doing a debrief on the mission. and And Captain America says, how many pirates? and, and uh, uh, Rumlow says 26 and I was like oh cool 26 so then he jumps down he goes onto the boat and he starts beating up guys so each guy he beats up for some reason this movie I started counting them down because I'm like oh 26 25 24 23 because I wanted to know now I wanted to know like how no, there was more than twenty-six guys. Is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they said, there's twenty-six pirates. I was counting down each guy he beat up and knocked out. And at the at when I, by the point I got to actually twenty-six, I counted twenty-six. There was still at least a handful more. So it's like I don't know about that intel shield. Guess why okay, so I didn't do your homework there. Even though Nick Fury like hired the the pirates, they okay. did, still didn't even know how many there were um let's see here i'm just kind of skip through because you did such a good job kind of doing the recap yeah well they do the you did pretty good they did the mission and they saved the hostages they come back and they go to the triskelion which is the shield headquarters in dc and captain america starts talking to nick fury that's when he's talking about you know they're talking about um project insight and you know the sh- the helicarriers and how ethical it is to be shooting and killing terrorists before they do any crimes. Um, and Nick Fury says something to the effect of "Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." Oh, yeah. So you're supposed to think like, oh, he loses eye at some point because he didn't trust someone. Um, and then, but but it causes like a weird thing because Captain Marvel in the trailer for Captain Marvel, he has both eyes. Yeah, no eye patch. patch. So you're supposed to think, I guess, does he lose his eye in Captain Marvel? Is that where he trusts somebody uh, and loses his eye? That's what people are thinking, that in that movie he's going to lose his eye and that's where we're going to get the backstory. But in the Winter Soldier movie, there's a picture of him with uh, Robert Redford's character and they're shaking hands and he has both eyes and he's bald. In the Captain Marvel movie, he has hair. So it's clearly well after the Captain Marvel movie. It's well after the Captain Marvel movie that he loses his eye, according to that picture. But if he loses his eye in the Captain Marvel movie, that will cause a continuity error. And millions of geeks will cry out in horror. (laughs) But they will cry out in horror. Believe me. Believe me. I won't really care that much, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, I won't. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I'll notice it, but I don't cry about it. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It's still good movies. Um, so after that Nick Fury thing with Project Insight, he does go to see Peggy. The Peggy scene. And I thought, that was such an adult choice to make. Yeah, Peggy Carter, his girlfriend from the 40s. Yeah. So he goes, it's it's probably the most gut-wrenching scene I can think of in all of the movies. Like, he goes to her hospital bed where he's she's in, like, I don't know, it looks like hospice care or something. And, yeah, she has Alzheimer's. He's talking to her about, you know, just life and wanting to get out of the military and what's he going to do and the founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and, and she's talking, and in the middle of talking to him, she, like, coughs and turns her head. And then the next time she turns around, it's as if she's seen him for the first time since 1945. Yeah. Uh, And then he has to experience that all over again. And you know that every time he goes to see her, it's probably like daily at this point, he has to experience her seeing him for the first time ever and her being embarrassed that she's old and him still looking young. Like he still looks exactly the same. Uh, That I found heart-wrenching. Well, she had gone. She had gone through her whole life. She got old, got married, yeah. got old, had kids, and got you know lived a full life. He still, even though you say like in his mind he's ninety five, he's not really ninety five in his mind. He's still thirty or whatever. Yeah, because was, he didn't experience any life. Mm-hmm. Things are different than he remembers, but he's still the same age. He's not old. He just feels old. You know, you feel old. Because young kids will be like, I don't remember that TV show that you used to obsess over back in the day. Right. You're not really old. You just you feel old because these young kids don't remember that you used to watch, you know, Perfect Strangers or Bosom Buddies, um, or whatever. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Sharon Carter is spying on him next door. So so. That's Sharon Carter. The woman. Yeah, okay. the woman who's spying on him next door. Her name is Sharon Carter in the comic books. That's his girlfriend in the modern in modern days. So they're seeding the love story. There'll be more about her in later movies, but they're seeding the story. So Robert Redford plays Oh, the nurse next the woman the nurse next door. Mhm, and he calls her Kate. Remember she busts in because Nick Fury gets shot and she runs in and he's like, "Uh, Kate." And she has a gun. She's like, "I'm with Shield." Um, and then Robert Redford is playing like um, one of the board members or whatever, the council member, the high council members of Shield. And so here's the thing: I wanted to ask you about how did you feel about like wondering whether he was good or bad and deciding he was bad, and how did you experience that? I thought he was giving off bad death vibes the whole time. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It's just, just meh. Yeah, I, I kind of distrusted him right away. So, do you think that was good or bad? Eh, I think it was fine because I, I think he was kind of ambiguous. Like, I don't think your average person would necessarily think he was bad. You know, I think it, it was kind of up the air. hmm. And then at one point, you even questioned Nick Fury whether he's kind of bad, you know? So, it just, yeah, it raised a lot of interesting questions. Yeah. Well, here's the. Here's the way I experienced it, and I wish this had never happened. Because I'm so into the news of the day and, like, rumors and interviews with actors and stuff, Robert Redford came out before this movie even was close to getting in theaters. He came out and did an interview and said that it was fun to play the bad guy. Oh, man. <laughs> How do you that? He just let it slip. You know, like, these actors, they can't be... Especially especially actors like him that just come in and out for one movie and then they're gone. Like you can't expect them well but just you can't expect them to know the protocol at all times like you never tell any details about the movie. Yeah. The guys like Robert Downey Jr. and people like that have been doing it for a decade. Like they know, like okay, I'm not going to give any secrets. I'm not going to give any spoilers before the movie comes out. So when they do all these interviews, they know what not to say. Well, Robert Redford this is his first ever Marvel movie. He's never going to do one again. His character dies in the end. Mm-hmm. He knows he's not going to do it again. He's not on guard all the time of what he's supposed to say, what he's not supposed to say. So I read a headline where Robert Redford said, like, it's good to play the bad guy, and I was immediately regretted it. I was like, oh, no. He a with a <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure they all do. Well, like, it, just ruined, it just ruined that part of the storyline for me because... You know, I go to the movie theater and I automatically already know that he's bad. So there's no secret for me. Like, there's no wavering for me. I don't think, like, is he good? Is he good? <laughs> what? It's ruined. What do you mean it's ruined? Ruined. 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 That's how you say it. Yes. Ruined. No, it's, ruined. No, it's not ruined. You ruined it. Oh my God. No. Why do you think it's ruined? Because I know it is. That's how you pronounce it. I'm like, okay. okay whatever i think it's ruined you're You're ruining the podcast (laughs) you say ruining it you're ruining the you're ruining you're ruining the podcast let's just keep going (laughs) um let's see oh also the nerdy guy in the apple store says i've been aaron and you thought he said ike been aaron Ruined, no. it's ruined. No. <laughs> I didn't know this cheeses you so much. I'm gonna yes. keep saying ruined. Uh, so okay, the Apple Store guy, the nerdy guy with the long hair and the yes. beard, um he says, "I've been Aaron." Yes. And you th- said he says. I thought he said like in German, like I, I am German. <laughs> Aaron, why would he say "Ich ben But why? if you're in a mall in, in Washington, D.C., and an Apple store, why would you assume some guy's going to understand German? Because you're like a big geek. You're trying to be awkward. Why would he say I've been? Because he's a big geek and he's trying to be awkward. Yeah, but I, like, who would he, why would the writers even write that in? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, anyways, we rewound it and turn the volume all the way up. And what does he say? Oh, we're going to have to ask the screenwriters why he says, I've been Aaron, but he says, I've been, Uh it's for sure. Um, So, you know, at that point, we're not going like plot point by plot point, but at that point uh, the black widow and captain America are on the run. They are fugitives from shield because uh, Robert Redford's character has killed Nick Fury and is really working for Hydra. And he's trying to use project Insight, which are these helicarriers, to murder everybody that he doesn't like or that Hydra deems is a risk or whatever. So they're on the run. They went to the Apple store. They put the little USB stick in there to find out where they need to go to decode the information that's on there. They need to go to New Jersey, which is where the camp where Captain America took his boot camp. So they've got to go there. They've got to you know, um, figure out what's on this USB stick so they can figure out what's going on. They take it there and they go into the basement of this bunker and inside of the bunker, this is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant adaptation, by the way. This is one of the reasons why I think this movie and these directors and these screenwriters and this series in general just works. Why this works and why DC Universe doesn't work. They took Arnim Zola, who was a character in the comic books, and they turned him into a giant bank of like memory like tapes oh, yeah, that cool. yeah that would... and so Arnim Zola if you remember he's a scientist in the first movie he's the guy who develops all the weapons for the red skull okay so he's just like a geeky little scientist with glasses in this movie he is his entire consciousness is preserved on this huge farm of like tape because this is before computers and hard like smaller hard drives existed. So he's on these giant supercomputers basically, all these tapes and that's how he thinks. In the comic books is the same story. He was a German scientist World War II, but in modern times his consciousness is transferred into a computer. And so in the comics he is literally a TV screen, a big giant TV screen with arms and legs that walks around with like a camera on top to see so they took this character that's really dumb and dumb looking and doesn't even make sense and they turned it into something cool. Same thing with Batrock. I said they took this dumb character, the Batrock the Leaper, his whole thing is he jumps. Uh, and they tur- and they got GSP and made him cool. They took Arnim Zola and turned him into like this really cool concept of like a 1970s supercomputer with huge, you know, memory banks. Yeah. It was a cool. Scene it was awesome. It was it was it was a way to take what's on the comic book page and make it, you know, grounded, cool, cinematic, and awesome. So I love that they did that, and they brought the same actor back to do the voice. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he was good. Um, let's see. This is also interesting. Arnim Zola, you probably didn't catch this, but I gotta tell you this: Arnim Zola reveals in the in his little flashback video that Hydra is responsible for Howard Stark's death. Hmm. I think he told me that. Yeah. Hydra killed Howard Stark, according to Arnim Zola. You're left to wonder at this point, is, it, is Bucky the one who killed him? Hmm. And I think you're supposed to assume, yes, Bucky killed Howard Stark. Interesting. How does that make you feel? Okay. Uh, Redford's revealed to be bad because he shot his maid, Renata. Renata, which is the name of our daughter's cabbage patch that she just got. She <laughs> got her, name. her name is Renata Jasmine. And then Josh was like, listen to this scene. And was, yeah, that was weird. The nurse's name, or the, the maid's name is Renata. Yeah. We took our daughter and our son. We took them both because they got Christmas and Hanukkah money. And so we took them to Target so they could spend it. And she, one of the things that she bought was a Cabbage Patch doll, and you brought it home that morning or the the afternoon, and you opened it, and I was like, "Oh, what's the name?" And you said, "Yeah." And my response was immediately to laugh because I knew we were watching this movie later, and I knew that the maid's or the maid's name was Renata because he shoots her and he goes, "Because <laughs> the scene's hilarious because she walks in when, um, when Robert Redford is talking to Bucky." She walks in, and he goes, Oh, Renata, I wish you would have knocked. And he just shoots her dead. (laughs) So that's how I remember it, because it's like, that's the scene where you find out that Robert Redford is an evil SOB. Like, you already knew he was bad, but then you're like, Oh, man, this guy's literally the worst. Yeah. Uh, We also get revealed in the next scene that Gary Chandler's senator character is hydra yes so the whole th- the whole concept of hydra at this point is that they are so everyone thinks that they're gone that that they got destroyed in world war Two. And that they don't exist anymore. But the whole concept of Hydra in this movie is that they're pretending—they're sleeper agents. They're pretending that they're Shield, but they're really Hydra agents. And so they've infiltrated Shield, taken positions of power, and now they're going to use it, you know, to be bad, basically. And Gary Shandling, who plays a senator, who is the senator who was like uh, interrogating Iron Man, interrogating Tony in Iron Man Two. Um, you know, remember at the end they they're arguing at the end and he's like F you, Mr. Stark. Yeah. F you. Your line. Yeah. <laughs> so now it gets revealed he's a, a lecherous old senator and also he's Hydra cuz he he comes over, he reaches over to Jasper Sitwell and he goes, "Hail Hydra." Yes, yeah. I remember that. Uh which became a meme at that time too where people were like putting uh, pictures of like remember Scar? from the Lion King. People were posting pictures of him like right where he, you know, when he's about to throw Simba off the edge of the cliff. And he goes, I have a secret. I killed Mufasa. (laughs) People were posting that as the meme and putting Hail Hydra. They're just posting any pictures of anyone like whispering and they put Hail Hydra on it. So that was a meme for a while. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sitwell also reveals that, um, that Hydra is, um, is monitoring people like Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. He name drops Doctor Stephen Strange, which is cool because his movie is yet to even be made. It's way in the future. Um, Captain America rips off when they're fighting. Captain America is fighting with Bucky in in one of the big reveal scenes. He rips off his mask, and he looks at him and he goes, "Bucky." And Sebastian Sand says, "That's me." <laughs> It says who the hell is Bucky? Oh yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why, but that scene always makes me laugh. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's a little bit of Easter eggs in there. Um, the doctor who's working for Nick Fury and Shield mm-hmm. is um, uh, I think I believe it's Joe Russo. It's one of the it's one of the uh, the directors. He's like doing a cameo. Yeah. Um, also who does a cameo is Ed Brubaker, who is also playing a doctor. Ed Brubaker is the comic book writer who wrote this storyline, the winter soldier storyline. Hmm. Cuz in the comics um it was uh, one of the things uh, that was kind of like set in stone was that bucky was dead and he was never coming back. Right. He you know, and Ed Brubaker br- Ed Brubaker brought him back in the 2000s the two and guys, too hungry. Yeah, he turned him into the winter soldier and brought him back. Yeah. A long a long dead character brought him back from the the dead. What did you think of Bucky as the winter soldier. You you mean the actor? Sebastian Stan, I mean he's good. I like it. He's good. He's got the yeah. He's got the good hair. We'll talk about that later with Infinity War probably when we get there about Bucky with the good hair. Um, <laughs> I have to remember that because that makes me laugh too. Um, let's see. Yeah. Then next is the big climax where they're fighting. You know, there's a there's a guy with curly hair. That's one of the the operators the launch operators um, and he gets intimidated by Rumlow and he's like, "Hey, you know launch those ships now and he's like, "I'm not gonna do it you know I'm not gonna launch those ships captain's orders or whatever and then he gets all scared and ducks under the table. That guy shows up in later movies so he he may have an important role so remember him scared curly haired shield agent guy um. Yeah, Falcon shows up. Well they? They go to help. They go for help, help from Falcon, Captain America, and, and Black Widow, and they recruit Falcon, and he puts on the Falcon wings, and it's pretty cool. He was well adapted too. I think so many of the characters bra- got brought to the screen from the comics, and you know they're they're well done, um, insanely good. You know this movie is immeasurably better than the Dark World, which is the one we watched previously, right? I mean, what do you think? Mm-hmm. It was a movie we watched right before this one. Yeah, um, and that's it. Bucky saves Steve in the end. In the end, Steve is fighting Bucky, but he throws down his weapons and he says, "You know, the, the fight is basically over because they've taken down the the helicarriers. They've stopped the helicarriers from killing everyone. It's just Steve and Bucky at that point." He throws down his shield, and he's like, I'm not going to fight you. You're going to know who I am, and and whatever happens, happens. Bucky starts beating him up, and he's like, you know me. And he's like, no, I don't. And he smashes them, and they fall down in the in the river below. But yet he saves him and pulls him off to the side because he knows something about him. He right. knows enough to save him. Right. He basically put his fate in his own hands. and, and he, Steve put his fate into Bucky's hands, and Bucky saves him. And that's where we end. And there's a couple post credit scenes and, and whatnot, but so overall, your final thoughts. What's your final thoughts? I want to hear yours first. I liked it a lot. It was really good. It kept my attention. That was it. I'd recommend this for the non yeah. comic book fan. Yeah. The next one is Guardians of the Galaxy. You excited for that one too? So, we should actually we should probably accelerate the pace, I think, on that one and watch that one. In the next in the next week or two. Yeah, tomorrow, why not? <laughs> okay, so we should probably wrap this up cuz you are literally passed out over there. I'm really tired. But you're you but it's crazy because you say you're really tired. But I know as soon as we stop this, I'm going to like want to go to sleep. And you're going to perk up and be like, why don't you talk to me? Why don't you talk to me? No, I should go to work. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Well, with that in mind, why don't we wrap this up? Anything else, Anything else you want to say? All right, I had a date.